Thanks for listening to our sermons from Southbridge Fellowship. For additional resources or service information, visit us online at sfchurch.com. Amen, amen. Good morning, Southbridge. How you guys doing? Awesome. Three people doing great. Fantastic. Um, guys, I'm so excited for today. Uh, can you believe it that we're almost in 2021? We almost have made it. I want to say we've made it, but the way 2020 is going, a lot could happen in four days, you know? There's, uh, there's still aliens, invasions, uh, media strikes, zombie apocalypse, you know, there's a lot that could still happen in 2020. Um, but seriously, man, what, what a year it's been. Um, it's had its highs, it's had its lows, it's had its even lowers, and I just want to take a moment today to check in with everyone and ask the question, how are you doing? (laughs) I can't go around and ask everybody today and and to get into those conversations of how are you doing, but maybe just take a second to ponder, ask yourself that question, how am I doing? I feel that's, that's a question we ask a lot or that we get asked a lot, and, and I feel like most of us respond without really thinking, and we say, I'm good, I'm fine. But how are you really doing? I feel um, if we don't answer with I'm good, I'm fine, one of the ones that we hear a lot is I'm busy. I'm just busy, man. I'm, I'm so busy. One that I've heard a lot this year is I'm tired. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of that, or I'm just downright tired. Is that anybody here today? Anybody watching online? I'm tired. Is anybody feeling tired this year? And and I'm not just talking about this year in a sense of, of COVID and the pandemic. I feel like this year has just been a heavy one all the way around. I feel like we've have our regular battles and then plus some. It's just been a heavy year, and, and I don't know about you guys, but I'll be honest, I'm feeling a little tired. I'm feeling a little sore. I'm feeling a little beat up. I thought 2020 was going to be my year. Like, I remember in December, I had my whole calendar planned out. I had everything, like, set up. This is what we're going to do, the first quarter, second quarter. I thought I was going to step into the ring, and I thought I was going to knock 2020 out. But I'll be honest, I I feel like 2020 has had me on the ropes. And it wasn't all brutal. I feel like 2020's taught us more about ourselves than any other year before. I feel like 2020's taught us about priorities and, and what really matters. I feel like 2020 has shown us the beautiful things of humanity and relationships and friendships. But as I come to the end of this year, maybe it's just me, but I'm feeling like I'm in the 12th round of the fight. And I'm feeling like I know that bell is gonna ring any second. I know that clock is gonna strike midnight. And I feel like I've just gotta hold on just a little longer. But how are you guys doing today? How are you feeling? Now what's crazy is I feel like most of us look at New Year as, uh, and that bell ringing and we think that that's the end of the fight. We feel like we're gonna get this reset, that all of a sudden we get this fresh start. 
And maybe in some sense it is, but I think if we're real and we're raw with ourselves, when that clock hits midnight, there isn't a magic reset button. Not everything that was wrong is gonna become perfect. We don't get that fresh start. We'll carry with us everything into 2021 that we refuse to let go of in 2020. Because what we're unwilling to let go of, we can't deal with, we can't move past. And so I know this is a super encouraging message this morning. <laughs> Straight out of the bat. <laughs> But I, that's honestly what I want to do this morning, is I want to spend some time to encourage you. I want you guys to know, regardless of the year, regardless of your circumstances, there is hope. We just did a whole series on hope delivered. And we know hope has a name, and that name is Jesus Christ. And I want you to know today, regardless of what 2021 holds, regardless of your current circumstances, if God is on your side, you've got this. I want you to know today who you are in Him. You are a son or a daughter of the Most High King. You're an ambassador. You may feel on edge, you may feel tired, but I want you to take heart today. Revelations 5.5 says, do not weep. See the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David has triumphed. Christ wins. Our God, the one true God, the lion of the tribe of Judah has the final say. So I know you're tired today, but I wanna just say, let's lean on him. Let's turn those yawns into roars. My sermon title today is Turn Your Yawn Into a Roar. Turn to your neighbor, the person sat next to you, and say, stop yawning and start roaring. If you're feeling extra confident, you can give me a roar if you want. <laughs> Guys online, maybe find a lion emoji or something, put it up there. Um, guys, as we're about to head into this new year, I know some of us look at this new year and we, we want to set goals, we want to put a list together of this is what I'm going to achieve this year, this is what I'm going to do, I'm going to step into this year, I'm going to crush it. And maybe some of you have already done that list, maybe you have your New Year's resolutions, but I just want to say to you today, just put a pause on that, just for, this, just for, just for today. Just put a pause and stop. I want to encourage you this year to be less concerned about doing and more concerned about becoming. Instead of asking, what do I wanna do? Instead ask, who do I wanna be this year? And that's my main message, and that's, that's it's, more of, it's not as more of a sermon as it is more of an encouragement. I don't have multiple points or sub points. It's just an encouragement, and I feel like this is what God wants to hear, us to hear today. I want us to encourage us as we go out from this place and we look towards 2021 to just take time to pause, to, to rest, to be, just be in his presence. And that's what my whole message is about this morning is rest. And I know that might sound countercultural to a New Year's Eve message, like going into a New Year's, like, you know, on your marks, ready, set, go. 
Like that's normal, like let's go, let's go crush it. And I'm saying, on your marks, ready, set, stop. Pause, rest. But I feel like after the year we had, as I was praying about this message, I really felt like God had something to say to us. And I felt like he was speaking from the book of Matthew. If you've got your Bibles and you want to turn to Matthew, the first book of the New Testament, chapter 11, says this. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. We need to experience and encounter real rest, which can only be found in him. He'll give you rest for your souls. The world is telling you to grind, to be on your hustle, to never take a day off. And God is saying, come to me. I feel like that's why most of us don't truly experience the hope that we've been talking about for the past several weeks is because our hope is replaced with hustle. We don't want to leave anything up to hope. Instead, if I just work hard enough, if I just hustle hard enough, I can have it. If I just hustle hard enough, I can make it happen. Why do I need hope? But we need to learn to rest in him and rest on his promises as opposed to striving and trying to make things happen in our own strength. Choose to rest in the gospel today. Don't burn out on the grind. We live in such a culture of grind and hustle. I just want to encourage you today to stop. Take time to rest, refuel. There's power to be found in a pause. There's reward to be found in rest. So I just want to encourage you guys, take time to set rest aside this year. So I'm telling you to rest, and there's a treadmill on the stage. What gives, right? You guys thought I was gonna give you like a New Year's workout routine? No, you guys know I like to use props and illustrations, so uh, I'm gonna use this as an illustration. So can I have uh, Danny? Danny, can you come up? Woo, give it up for Danny. Danny, can I have, uh, can I have you put these guys on? <laughs> I got told that I need to have a limit on um, my, my prop size or my prop weight. <laughs> so I, I want to use this, to, this treadmill to kind of illustrate where I feel like most of us find ourselves in this current culture and this current world. You see, within the last hundred years or so, we've made enormous strides in breakthroughs, in technology, in production, in labor-saving devices. So much so that at the time of these breakthroughs, in 1915, there was an economist, John Keynes, that said this. He said, for the first time since his creation, man will be faced with his real, his permanent problem of how to occupy the leisure. Basically, what am I going to do with all this time? Because of these, these breakthroughs, what am I going to do with all this spare time that I've been given? Because with these breakthroughs, I can now do things so much faster. 
What used to take me weeks now takes me seconds. You like this, don't you? I just want to leave him on there, see how long he can do it for. He thought that all this advancement would free man up, that we could take strolls in the park, that we'd be faced with all this, like, what am I going to do today? I have so much time on my hands, but maybe I'm the only one that stands here today to say my main problem in life isn't, what do I do with all this time? My main problem in life isn't, how do I occupy my leisure? You see, the problem is, is that this world keeps getting faster and faster. Keeps getting better, more efficient. We can now do things that would have taken us weeks and months and minutes and seconds. But here's the problem. Things didn't slow down for us. Instead, we just keep having to run faster. Faster to keep up. You see, we now live in a world where work has evolved from material production. Get this, it's evolved from material production into an identity production. Work used to be about making things, now work has become about making us. So now we're always connected. We're always on the go. Jesus used to retreat to the mountains, but when we go to the mountains, we take our phones, we take our laptops, which means we take our work. It's as if we're on a treadmill. And life keeps getting faster. Keeps getting steeper. And we think one day we'll arrive. We'll think one day we'll get to this place when in reality we're not going anywhere or at least we're not going towards what we want to find, which is contentment, security, purpose, identity. All the time we're running and we just keep getting faster. When really what we need to do is stop. Thanks, Danny. We need a rest. We need a pause. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest, and you'll find rest for your souls. Does anybody need some rest for their souls this year? Now, before I continue to talk about this, I just want to clarify, as I don't want anybody to get it twisted. I'm not against phones, I'm not against technology. What I am saying though is we need to create intentional time to pause, to rest, to get away. I think technology for the most part is amoral. It's what we do with it. It's like a brick. I can use it to build a hospital or I can use it to smash somebody's window. 
I think technology is a tool, but it's how we use it that will determine it. Will we master it or will we allow it to master us? What do I mean by that is this. There was a recent survey that showed, says 58% of people don't go one waking hour without checking their phone. Maybe you're reading this and maybe you can relate. It says 59% of people check emails as they come in. And 89 check it daily on vacation. It says that 84% of people believe they couldn't go one day without their phones. We're always on. And there's a phobia now. This is a real thing. You can go look it up called nomophobia. It's a term describing a growing fear in today's world, the fear of being without mobile device, nomophobia, or beyond mobile contact. Again, to be clear, not against technology, not against working hard, but I am against anything that becomes a master and we become a slave of. Some of us think we're mastering work when really work is mastering us. I'm not inherently against working hard. I'm not inherently against hustle. But when hustle replaces hope, that's when we have an issue. When hustle and hard work replace him, that's when we have an issue. You see, I've seen marriages fall apart because they became a slave to work. I've seen marriages fall apart even in ministry because we became a slave to work. Paul says in 1 Corinthians, everything is permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. You may have heard me say it before, just because you could doesn't mean you should. Just because you could always be connected, just because you could always be working, just because you could take your work anywhere and everywhere, just because you could doesn't mean you should. We could constantly be on and connected, but we need time to rest and reset. Set boundaries on your work and make the right things priorities. Create time in your day to pray. I remember when I was in Bible college, every morning we used to have an hour of prayer. Before we started the day, it was a mandatory thing, we spent an hour in prayer. Now I'm out of Bible college, it's hard to find that hour. Can anybody relate? I know families that also every week they do family nights, they do board games where each kid gets to pick the board game that they're playing that week and they spend time around a table because family is a priority. Me, myself, personally, I try to make Friday my day off with my wife. I try not to schedule anything on Friday because that's my time that I want to be with my wife. Why? Because my marriage is a priority. Hustle and grind is so our culture. Not taking a day off, working hard is so our culture. We don't need to be reminded to work hard and hustle, but we do need to be reminded to rest. So this year, make time with God a priority. Schedule time for rest and solitude. Schedule time for the right priority. 
If you read through the Bible, you'll see time and time again, Jesus would, would withdraw. He said he would go to desolate places to be away from everything and pray, to be alone with just him and his father. As we're studying it this week, there's so many verses that say Jesus withdrew, Jesus went to desolate places, Jesus went away time and time again. And the crazy thing is, is Jesus' ministry was only about three years long. And yet he spent so much time withdrawing, just being with his father because he understood rest and he understood where his power came from. It was not from hustle, but it was from his father. You see, if we got given a task to do what Jesus did in three years, I doubt any one of us would take a single day off because we'd think, I only got three years. I got to work as hard as I can. But Jesus time and time again withdrew. Jesus was never, never striving. He was never in a hustle. I'm always struck uh, by the story in the Bible where Lazarus is sick and his sisters come to Jesus and they're like, Jesus, my brother is sick. You have to come. And it says, when he heard this, talking about Jesus, when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. Jesus was never in a hurry. He always trusted God's timing. As Matthew 11 says, we must learn from him. Learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. We must learn to be still and know that he is God. So this year, take time to enjoy God, to really enjoy him to just be with him, to be present in his presence. Not, not, not asking him things, not asking him for this or worrying about that, just, just be with your father. Just rest in his presence and be still. Be silent. And find rest for your soul. Now, if I'm being honest with you, I, I personally, I, I struggle with this. I, I'm a fidgeter by nature. I always have to move. My, my leg is always uh, bouncing when I'm sat down. I'm always fidgeting. I click pens when I have pens. I take pens apart when I'm sat in meetings. Like, my wife has bought me so many of those, like, fidget gadget spinner things. And I actually got one this year. My niece now bought me one. And so she must know I'm also a fidgeter. I, I find it hard to be still. My, my personality struggles with being present. I'm always thinking of what's next, what's ahead. I feel like I always have something to do, and I can't take time to rest. Because if I rest, I'll get behind. But I know without rest, my roar will become a yawn. It might look similar, but it's nowhere near as effective. Without real rest, I become weak physically, emotionally, spiritually. And I know if I'm weak, there's another lion out there waiting for me. First Peter 5.8 says, be sober-minded, be watchful. 
Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking to devour someone. If I'm weak, that lion's waiting. So I must learn to rest. So I've come to the place where I must force myself to rest, to intentionally rest. I have to remind myself of this, and maybe you have to remind yourself of this too. And hear this when I say this. If you take a day off, God can run the universe without you. Some of you need to hear that today. If you take a day off, God is still in control. So stop hustling, start resting. Don't buy into this belief that I should only sleep like three hours a night, that I gotta be up at the crack of dawn, I've always gotta be going, can never take a day off. Don't buy into that plan. Instead, buy into God's plan, which includes rest for your souls. I encourage you this year, if you're gonna set a goal, set the goal to rest, not to achieve but to be, not doing something, but being someone, becoming someone in his presence. Learn to be still. And if you want to run, if you're adamant, and I have to run, I got to run, do as Hebrews 12 tells us, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus the pioneer and perfecter of faith. If you're going to run this year, run in the right direction. Run to Jesus. Run to him who gives you rest for your souls. Can you guys stand with me? I just want to take some moment just to, just to pray. I don't know what this year has looked like for you. I know we've all been faced with our own challenges and I um, heard something the other day and it was like saying nobody has enough to give because we're all facing our own battles this year plus some. That normally there'd be other people that could help us but they're also facing their battles and so we can kind of feel alone that we're facing these battles on our own. Maybe you're feeling tired today. I just want to take some time just to, just to pray could ask you a favor, you could just bow your heads and close your eyes. I just want to encourage you in this moment just to be still. Just be with Him. Just go before the Father today. And if you're in this place and you're feeling tired, if you're watching online, can you do me a favor? Can you just let me know? If you're watching online, put it in the comments. If you're here today, can you just raise your hand real quick saying, I'm feeling tired. This year's took more out of me than I expected. Okay, I see that hand. See that hand. See that hand. And if you're here today and you haven't really experienced true rest before, you don't know Jesus or what it means to truly encounter rest for your soul, if that's you today, can you also just shoot your hand up real quick? Shoot it back down. Okay. Okay, let's pray. Lord God, I just thank you 
and I praise you that you're a God that put on flesh and came down to earth. You know what it's like to face challenging circumstances and you know what it's like to feel worn out, to feel sore. But Lord, I thank you that you gave us an example of where to find rest, to go before the Father. To not put our hope in our hustle, but to put our hope in Him. Lord, as we go out this year, will you just slow us down? Will the Holy Spirit just point our attention to Him? To not hurry, to not rush, to not react but just to be intentional about becoming who you've called us to be in your presence. Will you give us rest for our souls this year? Teach us to be still, to know that you're God, that you're in control of everything, every circumstance around us. Teach us not to strive, but to run to you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, guys.